Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Your hand clap is too weak. Give them a better clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for coming to church. You are all welcome. Give your neighbor a high five and say, my neighbor, you are welcome to church. We are about to hear the word of the Lord. So I want to see your notebook that you came to church with. Because our pastor is teaching us how to pray different types of prayers and how to pray. Hallelujah. And this morning our pastor is right here to continue teaching us on how to pray. Everything by prayer. And today I can't wait for what is coming. I am expectant and I want us to put our hands together with a shout. Let's welcome our pastor. He has joy. Your majesty, your king, your king, we bow down. Come on, sing it like a believer. Words cannot explain how great you are. I can say the whole world through, but I will never find someone like you. Words cannot explain how great. Your majesty, your king of kings, we bow down and worship you. Words cannot explain how great you are. I can search the whole world through and I'll never find someone like you. Father, indeed, we can search the whole world through and not find someone like you. We're grateful for your grace and your mercy towards us. Your word says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you that you relate to us, oh God, even when, Lord, even before our minds came on you, we are grateful. Today, as your word comes, speak to us, touch us in our spirit, and may we leave church uplifted. Thank you for all that has uplifted us already this morning. And Lord, even now as we come to your word, what you have to say to us, Lord, may we hear you and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you want to find your Bible and let us make our confession this morning. You want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. 
Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be here this Sunday morning. Wow. Amen. 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 Wow. Some stars, you have really blessed us this morning, I tell you. They have made some people shiver. Hey. Prayer meeting, no. Charlie, the school thing, no. Hey. It's very serious. Very, very serious. Father, send our children to good schools in the name of Jesus. Hey! I've also learned something because normally when I finish praying for the exams, are finished. I will add this one. Hey! They cannot send you to Costa Rica, Charlie. Hey! Hallelujah. Amen. This is a church that is a first class church. We travel. We, we have, we have, we. <laughs> In and out. Are you there? We do well in school. Hey. Are you there? And we also do well in our workplace. Your, 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 your boss will not be complaining that you are a poor worker. Hey. Hallelujah. And we are thankful to God for all that he has done. Tell anybody, oh, me to my time will come. That's why you are praying the will of God. Don't assume the will of God. It's not everybody who travels. I know people who have stayed in Ghana and become fantastically wealthy. If you give them a chance to go, they will not go. And they go and they come. Yeah. They go and they come. I mean, it's not by it's not by it's not by formula. Some of some people are there. Oh, if I don't go to Accra, I won't do well. Who told you that? You know, sometimes you are struggling for something that's not the will of God. Yeah, that's why your prayers need to be guided. For example, you have a desire to travel. Don't consign it to one place. The world is not just one place. Hey, the church is quiet on me again. Let us go to America or die. If that's not the place God has for you, what are you doing there? America or die. You'll be very disappointed though. The first time I stood in the center of London, I said, ah, this is like a Makola. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Because I was coming from another part of Europe that was very organized and very clean and very pepepe. Then I landed the airport. From the airport, a train brought me to the center of London where I was standing in the, 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 the metro, the place smelt of pee. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the best place for you is where the will of God is. Hallelujah. Amen. So as he goes, he's blessed. And we are also blessed here. Amen. Beautiful. We've been talking about prayer. We're going to continue. And some of you really made good use of the past week and tried to pray. Hallelujah. We cannot move away from the, the prayer of the will of God. Because sometimes his will is not what you are thinking. But once it is his will, when he gets you in there, you realize that that's it. Hey? Are you in the church or you have traveled? Huh. 20, is it 8 or 9 years ago? Maybe 28 years ago, after further studies when we returned, we were sent to Tamale. Tamale today is a very nice town. But at that time, it was a dust bowl. You can say that, eh, who has meant me? But it was, a, it was the place for us. Are you there? Yeah, it was the place for us. 
And we thrive there. I'm just coming back from a convention there. And as I stood in the convention there, all the guys who had joined us, some were 15 when they joined, some were 20 when they joined, they were all sitting in the front row. And I was looking at a point, this one is Reverend Doctor, this one is Professor, this one, oh yes, 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 yes. I was looking at them and I could see that God had done them good. And best of all, they were still in the house of God because as they were sitting there, they were all pastors. Yeah, they were all pastors. And I said, wow, this one is not something money can give you. It's not something money can give you. Money is not a good thing to use as your meter band. Mm -mm, It's not everything. At least if you're a believer. Mm -hmm. So we were praying last week about the will of God. And I don't know if you prayed about the Holy Spirit. I I couldn't follow what you were writing. But I think we must pick it up that you did the will of God. So we're going to pick it up. Because what we're doing in this month, we are studying about prayer. Everything by prayer, nothing about nothing without prayer. And we are actually praying more. Amen? Amen? We are praying more. So as you pray, expect that the will of God will be done in your life. So if there was an expectation you had and the thing didn't work, it's God's way of telling you that that's not it. Hmm. You are very quiet. Oh. You see, it, don't use your emotions. Emotions can be, can be erroneous. I think I've told you the story before of a young lady who liked a certain guy. She really liked him and they were finishing school and planning to marry when the guy did a U10 on her and went to chase her best friend. They were in the same church, so it was a major beast. And the young lady, I mean, you can imagine the feeling and she thought that her life was going to pieces. Are you there? But you see, the story didn't end there. The story didn't end there. Not knowing that the guy had major issues. As the other one who stole her best friend something, something. They married all right. But the chronicle of adultery, we can't even log it. The ones that we know, we know that there are some we don't know. Yeah. Are you there? So not knowing that, don't ask me why God allowed the other friend to marry him. Please, that's not my my point. My point is simply that this one who was upright, it was God refusing to let her marry the guy. And she was at the prayer meetings, (laughs) mom. No, are you understanding what I'm saying? So sometimes, you should, you see, that's why I like the prayer about the will of God, because it gives you a certain confidence. A certain relax. You may be a parent here forcing to get your child into a certain school. You see? And then it doesn't happen. But if you have been praying about the will of God, then you relax and accept it. Because I can tell you that it is not by the school. Hmm. Sometimes there is not everything that is marks. We need marks, but what is the use of marks after your child has gone and then now he's a homosexual? What is the use of the marks? What is the use? No, you see, every example I give you from here is one I've seen before. What is the use? Then he probably should have gone to another place where maybe it's not so wild, but Charlie, his life is intact. Because this thing that has befallen him should not be simple. And I'm yet to see one person when they come for counseling about this homosexuality. I'm yet to meet one who picked it in the university. They all picked it from messages. <clears throat> Turn to your neighbor and say, We'll pray for the will of God. We'll pray for the will of God. We'll pray for them. It's not every job that's a job. Oh. Hey, 
you can go into a job and what you get involved in. Yeah. And that's why we've been praying, Lord, your will, your will, your will. In simple things and in difficult things. I believe last week I was sharing with you a brother who went and sat on a bus and something said, get down. He got down. Took the next VIP. So that means that the two buses left within a few months of minutes of each other. One walked straight into the arm robbers. And he was simple. Are you there? Some of you, you'd have said, oh, it's my mind. So when something is saying, get down, you say, oh, something says I should get down. But I mean, I say, it's my mind. I've told you, we don't think much. If you accept that you don't think much, then it is easier to accept that God is putting something into my mind. Because me, as I'm walking there, I don't think so much. Mm. Whenever I say that we don't think much, then people, you want to be angry with me. But it's also a truth, though. You see, what you don't know is that sometimes it's a bit of a blessing. Because our lack of thinking, because we can be smiling, because, Charlie, <laughs> if you think a lot, you'll be sitting down here saying that, hey, the way my salary is, no. Ten years, <laughs> you'll not even smile again in life. <laughs> so I thank God we cannot think far. That we are, yes, and then you wonder, what am I going to do for the rest of the month? But you see, we just go into Lord. You take care of us the rest of them. It's <laughs> by the grace. Hallelujah. Today, I want to share with you. <clears throat> take your pardon. And I'm sharing from the book. In case you want to send me uh, uh, an insult, just send it. Don't worry. No, because people say, that, why are you using a book? Let me tell you something. Everybody who you meet. You see, I could also pick my notes. But it's the same thing. Every page has the scripture I'm going to read to you. And I say, hey, so don't you prepare Hey, ask my room. My, do you know how many hours I pray? Do you know the examples that we use? Please, don't, don't, don't desecrate what you don't know. Paul's, Paul, he sent a message, Second Timothy 4.13. When you are coming, bring me the books. Yeah. yeah. You'll be there. So the book is my guide, but I tell you, it's guiding me big time. Yeah, you see, I always tell you that. It's, and I show you the book so that it's not a mystery. And if you want, we'll even put the soft copy on the page because it is, it is good. Some of you, you don't have the books, but what you have are those novels that are just bringing us problems. You are reading love stories and the love stories are giving you a mind that's not real. It's not real. If you are sitting by a certain sister, tell her, sister, may the Lord blow the cobwebs out from your head. Cobwebs, cobwebs. Cobwebs. <laughs> hallelujah but today i want us to start in chapter four we're going to be talking about the prayer of thanksgiving the prayer of thanksgiving hallelujah the prayer of thanksgiving and we're starting from second timothy chapter three from verse one there's a very amazing list here this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come i tell you we are in it we're in it. Just two days ago, Morocco, earthquake. Oh, we woke up to hear 500 people. I said, yesterday, 2,000. I said, my God. When I heard it, I started praying for Accra. Because Accra is also on a fault. An earthquake fault, you know, because this is also a country. I suppose there's an earthquake fault, but it doesn't happen often. All of a sudden, Morocco is not one of the places we hear much more. Charlie, that's it. 2,000 people. Oh, so we can see the perilous times, or you can't see it. The one that beats my mind is Sudan. He went to sleep, there's no issue. Woke up one morning, they are bombing. They are bombed, you have to leave. 
Oh dear Lord, have mercy on us. So I thought by this time you'll be asking, Lord, please mercy, mercy on us, mercy, mercy on us. Perilous times. It goes on to say something in verse 2. Then it shows us how men are. It is this aspect of how men are that is bringing the issues. It says, for men, when you say for, it means because. Because. Did you read the first verse? Perilous times. Because of for men. Because men shall be lovers of their own selves. True or false? Mm. Those guys who have bombed out Sudan, they are lovers of their own selves. And I even wonder what they are bombing again. You have done now. The people you want to, re, to, to rule, they have run away. And you are still fighting. Oh, man. We don't need any better uh, example. Lovers of themselves. Are you seeing it? Covetous. So when we see somebody's thing, we want. Boasters. Proud. Ish. Blasphemous. You know, it's a very some way list. Disobedient to parents. All these separately on their own are prayer topics, but I'm aiming for this last point. Unthankful. How many of you are surprised to find unthankfulness in the same list? Unthankfulness in the same list as people who are boasters, people who are covetous, people who are to blaspheme. That means you say there is no God. I, I, I didn't know that unthankfulness is the same. At this is in the same list. And the list continues. I just wanted you to see where the Bible places unthankfulness. Are you there? And I have to tell you that for us in Ghana, this is one of our sins. This is one of our beasties. Why do I say that? I say that because God has given us so much. But we complain all the time. Hey, but mommy, I've not eaten today, but you are not dead. You are still here. <laughs> Please, let me give you seven things you must know about Thanksgiving prayers. The first thing I want to say to you is that when you are unthankful, you are in spiritual danger. Mm. You are in spiritual danger. And we find this in Romans chapter 1. I think I would like it in the... Okay, let's read King James. Then I'll give it to you in the NLT. Let's go to King James. Romans chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 19 to verse 22. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. Are you seeing it? Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Wow. Verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The source of their foolishness was their unthankfulness. But let's read it in a simpler version. Take us to the NLT, please. The New Living Translation, same scriptures. Romans 1 from verse 19. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. Forever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God. 
but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They began to think up foolish ideas about what God was like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Is the world confused today or not? Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And today we are walking around and we are sitting utter tomfoolery. Some of the things you see there, you wonder that. Ah, me, how? But it is that you have said there is no God. So now, some people say, I'm not he, I'm not her, I'm they. (laughs) Utter foolishness. That's why I've been saying that, look, I should get up and say, look, I identify as a 10-year-old. Nobody should change my mind. That's what you are saying. But you see, what what we are reading here is that unthankful people become perverted. Unthankful people become perverted. Again, we see it in our nation. If you read some of the comments on social media, you wonder if the people writing them are, are even sane. And it is from a certain unthankfulness. Are you there? Hey, the church is quiet again on me. Mm. Yeah, but it's because this is because that. Hey, now praying and, and th- prayers of thanksgiving protect you. Amen. They protect you, you see. And, and to be unthankful, it, you are falling into the evil of the last days. Everybody, there's something to be thankful about. I want you to take out your pen or your paper or your phone. Just list 10 things you have to give thanks to God for. Just list it. 10 of them. 10. Just write it quickly. 10 things. 10 things. I just want you to see that you have things to be thankful for. Because as I'm standing, I sense some people are saying, but I don't have anything to be thankful for. If you have a job, even if you don't like it, write that you have a job because there are millions of people without work. If you are healthy, hey. Hmm. If you are unhealthy, but in spite of your lack of health, God is keeping you together. Put that one also there. I'm just giving you ideas. Hey. Three days ago, you ate rice. Yesterday, you ate fufu. You better give thanks. <laughs> see that. If you have traveled to somewhere, Accra and come back, and you are alive, you better know that there's something to give thanks for. This we have the, among the most dangerous roads in the whole world. <laughs> you were not well, you went to hospital, you have come back whole. You went to a hospital in this nation, then please, thank God. Thank God, because you have not met the kind of nurse who will give you an injection your leg will never work again. We are very some way. Uh, just write it there. You had a bed to sleep in. At least none of you have sent me a text that you slept outside. You're not homeless. It's amazing. It's a great thing. Though. It's a great thing that you are not homeless. It's a great thing. Uh, hmm. You have been drinking water. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most important things, but we don't thank God. We just take it for granted. Hey, my name says human beings. We are so wicked. If we could have put barrier on the air so that you pay tax before you breathe, and come away. Thank God, He gave us air freely to breathe it. <laughs> hey, 
Have you reached 10? So that I can continue my preaching. Have you seen that you have things to thank God for? Have you thanked God for how beautiful you are looking today? Ah, 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 ah. You forgot that one. You forgot that one. Some of you, when you were eight years old, you were very ugly. <laughs> you were very ugly. Hey. Some of you, some of you young men who are nice and tall and gorgeous, you were a skull and mind that was working. By the grace of God, he has filled you out and you actually look like a, I mean, give God thanks this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> Have you not looked at some of your old <laughs> pictures and said, you are even embarrassed for people to know that that was you. And you get angry when your siblings put your picture, your, your JSS picture on the page. Then you go, Why? Because you look like a scarecrow that was feeling hungry. Hey! You are an instrumentalist. You better thank God. Do you know that many people cannot play, play instruments even if you put gun to our head, they are in the camp. Are you in the church or you have traveled? You have been sitting here beating drums. I'm coming from somewhere where they were threatening the drama because the drama was spoiling that. If I continue, we will not finish the church. We will not finish the service. Just to show you, we have many things to thank God for. You are sitting by a lady. She's wearing shoes that match her bag. Tell her, have she given thanks? You are sitting by a lady that the hairdo, the hairdo is, I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, this morning I was watching the choir. I was standing here. I said, ooh, youthfulness be what? Hey, shh. Whoosh. Shh, whoosh. Are you in the church or you have traveled? You see, some of you up to now, you are not smiling. I don't know whether it's the English you don't understand or I don't know. But it's just showing you your ungratefulness. You can't even remember something and be smiling. Hey, careful. Now, the third thing I want to share with you about thanking God is that Thanksgiving, eh, it catapults you directly into the presence of God. I don't know if you have ever tried to go and see a big man before. It's not easy at all. You sit in the waiting room. You wait, sir. Until it says five hours, you are waiting. How much more when we have to go and see God? God that everybody is talking to. When you start giving thanks, I said, when you start giving thanks, you are catapulted over all the people in the waiting room direct into his presence. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter. There are many gates in this world that you cannot enter. Hey. I have, a friend who, I have a friend who has his church in a residential area. And I asked him, how do you people even win souls here? Because, Charlie, everybody has a gate. <laughs> so even human being, to meet a human being there, I mean gate. But when you approach our God, we never knew, but there are gates in heaven. How do you know there are gates in heaven? Is it not scripture we are reading? There are gates there. And when you arrive with your complaints, 
I'm coming to see God because my landlord has not been being fair to me. I'm coming to see God because I need him to heal me. I'm coming to see God because as you are complaining, you are just standing in the waiting room, standing there. I pray that sunshine is not as bad as ours. But as soon as you say, I'm coming to give thanks. Lord, thank you that you have made me perfect to God. And that's how it's supposed to be. I thank you. And you begin to thank. The Bible says you enter his gates. I don't know about you. But you better start learning to. If you are not, if you are not giving. You see, the reason why we're going through these things is that if you are not given to thanking, you have to learn it. And in case you have forgotten, this is our year of thankfulness. Yeah. We have been through many storms, so. But we are still here. We are still here. Are you there? Sometimes when I read the things that are written about us on social media, I wonder whether I'm like, man, what is this? But we are here. I wonder at the minds of people. I wonder how do you even think? Do you even reason? This is a question, though. Because some of the things, when you start to reason one, you realize it can't be. It can't be. And there must be another, there must be another side to this story. Hey. Hmm. But when you start to say thanks. Now, every kind of prayer makes thanksgiving with it. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. We are just learning from the Bible. Because some of us, we feel that we should only give thanks when we are thanking God directly. But look at it. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication is asking with thanksgiving. So even as you are asking, thanksgiving is inside. Can we take a look at what the next... Um, let's go to NLT and see what, what it says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything... Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Okay, what does Amplified tell us? What does Amplified Bible say? Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer, you see that word supplication, he gives us the meaning here, petition with thanksgiving. Continue to make your specific request known to God. Hallelujah. Are we going to be thanking God? I said, are we going to be thanking God? Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. We thank God. Prayers of thanksgiving must be made always and for all things. Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All things, not everything that is happening in our lives feels like a good thing. But the scripture says, give thanks always. You would be surprised how some of the bad things that have happened in your life are actually allowed. Hmm. In the Bible, Hannah, the mother of John the Baptist, had gone childless for many years. I'm sure she had prayed. Uh, she had prayed. Uh, the, the prayer was not answered immediately. She was grown when she got pregnant. Not knowing that the reason was because the child had to come at the same time or around the same time the Messiah will be there. I wonder how many tears she cried. 
Are you there? As she prayed and waited and prayed and waited. And sometimes as people, we do not understand the purposes of God in our lives and we begin to force and we begin to try to do things. Are you there? Because we say, this is a bad luck. This is, hey, be careful. Oh. The story is told of a man who was driving down a road. It was in the days before roads were asphalted and stuff. And he was driving. It was pouring with rain. And then his car died. I mean, there are some difficult things in life. One of the difficult things in life is to be driving in the night. Another difficult thing in life is to be driving alone. Another difficult thing is to be driving in the rain. All these things had happened. And then the engine died. When the engine died, the man was like, Oh my God. I've prayed. The way the thing was, you know, he couldn't even open the bonnet to check what was up because water would go in. It rained the whole night. The following morning, when he, the sky cleared, opened his bonnet, it was a simple thing. He could sort out. But when he turned and he looked, just a few meters ahead of him, the bridge was gone. The bridge was gone. The way he had been driving, he would have just gone inside. Yeah. He would have just gone inside. Yeah, because he wouldn't, the, the visibility was so poor. And he would have just seen water, thinking that it's just some small water over the road, knowing that it's a road. Son, the road has disappeared. Hey. I'm talking to some people tonight, this morning. Yeah. So that's why it says, give thanks always for all things. It's not an easy thing to obey. Even in your tears, you find something to thank him about. Hey, are you in the church? And the last thing I'll say about Thanksgiving is that the release of very powerful miracles is tied to Thanksgiving. And the two examples I want to give you, the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000, all were preceded by Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. You can write down John 6, 10 to 14, and you can read it when you get home. Hallelujah. The healing and the, and the rising up again of Lazarus was also a time when the Lord stood there and he said, I give thanks, Lord, that you hear me always. Are you seeing it? I know, and I'm just praying this prayer because of these people. And Lazarus came back to life. That which was dead came back to life. Hallelujah. Are you going to be praying prayers? <laughs> I said, are you going to be praying with thanksgiving? That's why I asked you, to put a list there. Sometimes it's good to write a list. I used to say to myself, so that when my madness comes, I'll go and take the list and my sense will come back again. Are you there? No, I know some of you are very well put together, but there are some of us, sometimes momentary madness. Do you understand when I say momentary madness? When we start to hey, everything is bad and all the time when this and this and then we talk as if nothing good is ever happening and in times like that you have a list to show you that you yourself wrote it. <laughs> you yourself wrote it because some of us will behave as if God has just been bad to us hey are you in the church beautiful I'm going to just give you hey, today I was going to give three or four but I realized it was not going to happen there were things that were on my heart so let me just jump to another one because this one is one that if we do not deal with it you can be praying amiss all the time and nothing will happen let's go to Mark chapter 11 
I'm reading from verse 24 to verse 26. Mark 11, 24 to 26. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. <laughs> Somebody here says, assembly. <laughs> forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. I'm just allowing the scripture to sink small. Some of you behave as if you have no sin. That you, dear, you are pure. So you can continue to not forgive people because you, dear, I mean, you have no sin that God needs to forgive you about. But if you are born of man, or man that is born of woman, if you are a human being, I can tell you that you definitely have trespasses. You definitely have crossed the line in places where God needs to forgive you. Now, he attaches the forgiveness to prayers. One of the things that, as a pastor, it has beaten my mind are the people who pray a lot who don't forgive people. And there are many like that. Have you seen that? You are very quiet. I can tell you that that your your spirituality is just is, is useless. Ah, you didn't read the scripture. Take a, uh, thank you for verse twenty five. When you stand praying, forgive, forgive. If you have anything against another, forgive. Hey, the room has become quiet. Look, I just finished preaching a whole month talking about offenses. I thought you, you forgave at that time, but your faces are showing that you still have not forgiven. When you stand praying, forgive. Your three-hour prayer time is wasted. Go and eat beans. Ah, if you won't forgive, go and eat beans. Go and do something else. Because he has already told you what to do. And he says, so that your father will forgive you. Verse 26. He says, if you don't forgive, he too, he will not forgive you. Let me tell you something. This scripture is actually your savior. This scripture is actually your savior. When I began to understand the scripture, when somebody does something against me, I say to myself, I will not go to hell for you. Because if I don't forgive you, you've got me once with whatever you did that's paining me. Now, because I've not forgiven, the Lord cannot forgive me. So because of you, I'm going to hell. I will leave it. It really helped me, this scripture. It really helped me. When I think that this person who has wounded me, you because, if I'm, God forbid I should go to hell, but if I'm going, it should not be over you. Ha! It helped me to forgive. You see. And you know something? Children of God, we cannot choose what part of the word of God we want and the part we don't want. It is scripture. And it is from the same Bible that shows you how to be saved. And it's from the same Bible that shows you how to receive things from God. So if you will not accept this one, then throw away your salvation too. Wow. 
I know I'm preaching. I'm taking my time. <laughs> I'm taking my time. Because I have too many hypocrites in the church. With the, the form of godliness. The form of spirituality. But inside your heart. I, I, I really thank God every day that I don't see inside the heart. It's left for him. And he says that you, you, ha- you have not forgiven and you are coming. I'm reading more scriptures. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2. Please give it to us in the NLT that we can understand. Why? Hmm. Hmm. The church has become eh, something, something, something. Eh, Pastor, but you don't know what she did to me. Listen to me. I don't need to know what she did to you. Do you think that what she did to you is worth going to hell over? Do you think so? I don't think anybody is worth that. And by anybody, I mean anybody under the sun. Look at it. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. So when you don't forgive, this is what happens. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. I'm taking my time for it to sink into you well. Because what it means is that somebody has wounded you, you have not forgiven. Then you have gone to prayer meeting. I pray. He has turned away. He has turned away. Hey. You, you came for what? Someone has 36 hours. You came for the 36 hours. <laughs> and as you were praying the 36 hours, hey, do you really think that it is worth it holding on to that unforgiveness? Do you really think so? Hmm. Hey. I have only one more verse. If this one is a, a bomb, this one is a nuclear bomb. And it is particularly for husbands. Hey, I didn't write the Bible. If you have a problem, go and beat your Bible over it. I don't have... <laughs> you see, but I also, before I read my last scripture, I need to remind you that Jesus didn't give us something to do that he himself didn't do. He was still on the cross. When he told the Lord to forgive, he said, Father, forgive them. Forgive those who spat on me. Forgive those who caned me. Forgive those who insulted me. Forgive those who uh, nailed me to this cross. Forgive those who took my things and were sharing. Forgive those who lied upon me. Forgive those hypocrites. Forgive Judas. He was still hanging there. Father, forgive them. Not that he had finished and things were okay. He was still hanging there when he forgave. What an example. I said, what an example. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 7. You would have thought that I wrote this scripture to spite you, but listen, look at it. Likewise, ye husbands. That's why I say it's for the husbands. Dwell with them. It's talking about your wife. According to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not 
hindered. As you are there, meaning your wife. That's why when I'm teaching the ladies, I tell them that as well as our submission is a very easy part. Because the scripture says that the man should love the wife as Christ loved the church. To me, that is heavier, weightier, and harder than any submission could be. But simply because we are fallible people, we make mistakes. I mean, but look at this one. Your prayer cry. Hey. If you are sitting by a married man, I want you to ask him, does he head? Ask him, does he head? You are so uptight about our submission that you cannot see that your cross is far away here. The church has become some way. Mm. As if you are sitting by a married man. Ask him. Have you heard? Yeah. <laughs> hey. And that's why he says, dwell with us according to knowledge. There are many things we do. It's just because that's how we are. That's how we are. Lady, if you are sitting by the guy next to him, that's how we are. My wife is always nagging. That's how we are. My wife is always buying this, buying that. That's how we are. And so, Pastor, are you saying that we should continue to do it? Listen, don't argue with me. Argue with the scripture. It says, dwell with them according to knowledge. Know that that's how they are. One day, one of my sons came into my room. And he was looking on top of them. I had a shelf there. My things were there. His father had his. And then he said to me that, ah, Mommy, look at your shelf. I said, what? They said, look at daddy's own. One pomade, one powder, one this. Look at yours. Perfume, three. Uh, deodorant, four. Uh, different kinds of... This, this, this. I looked at him and I said to him, I am a girl and I have no apologies for it. And I told him that, learn it. That's how we are. Instead of blasting your wife because she has bought new shoes, just tell her that, listen, just don't buy expensive, exclusive shoes because you get tired of it. Is it not prophet to give us advice? And he advised the husband. He said, look, when they have black and they have brown, they want green, they want blue, they want yellow, they want red, they want uh, what? The green crowd, we want army green, light green, sea blue, uh, royal blue, dark blue. That's how we are. So just tell our counselors that listen. So don't buy the expensive one because you'll get tired of it. So you the men, you are the ones who wear one shoe until ah, it is finished. So please, yours there, Cortona, you know, powerful. But us, just said that, listen, just go and buy there. Because if she goes to spend your money on the expensive one, she'll still abandon it. She'll still abandon it. Draw with us according to knowledge. Master, Master, you are misleading us with this scripture. Take us back to where we are. <laughs> Am I talking to some people in the house? Do you believe the word of God or you don't believe it? He says, just dwell with us according to knowledge. Just dwell with us according to knowledge. Otherwise, eh? Otherwise, your prayers will be hindered. And do you know what will even pain you more? Her prayers will be answered. Her prayer? No, no, because she, she has not meant you. Hey! Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah! Dwell with her according 
I, I find it a very nice scripture. And if you call yourself a man of God or a budding man of God, please learn it. You are quarreling over useless things. Hey, the church is quiet again. No? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, some of you, you are too hard. Ooh, too hard. Too hard. Hey. I remember one time, one of our spiritual sons was building a house in Charlie. He had put the family under severe whatever. It's like we don't do anything. I mean, just we are building, we are building. So they came on a visit one day and my husband was listening. He had been talking because the wife had been saying a few things. Then he looked at the guy, told the guy, today, go and take money from them wherever and take them out. Just go and give them all ice cream. He told the man, listen, it's not worth it all. It's not worth it. That was a young man who was now learning for a man, from a man who knew how to live with the woman. Oh, yes. That's when they are giving full marks because Charlie, the wife that he has married there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you there? According to knowledge. He has never asked me before. So why do you have two red shoes? I've never had such a question. <laughs> it's because he can afford. No, no, no. We didn't start here. Please. Oh, true. Even when we did, he's never asked me that question. There is a dispense. Okay, okay, okay. I'll travel, I'll come back, I'll just forget my passport. You just pick it. This is nothing. David, <laughs> you are warned. <laughs> he knows that when I sit down, the place I sit, it will, books will be swimming here. This is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll just pick my important documents, knowing that when I cannot find it, and I start crying, that where's my this, where's my this? Who will I disturb? Is it not him? Just pick it and put it away. When I start my thing, he mm, I knew you come. It's over here. Hey, my Ghana card, where is it? That one cries not as bad as my health insurance. I never know where it is. You are there giving lectures. Hey, why? Don't you know that this is your health, your health insurance? Put that in there. Knowledge. Oh. Knowledge. Eh? So is it only the women who must... Please, don't argue with me. God knows why it is this. You, he sent you this. <laughs> Are you in the church? Hello? Hey, mom, you need knowledge to do all with us, oh. Recently, I was looking for space for my things in his cupboard. <laughs> do you understand? He has his side, his cupboard. Yes, I have mine. <laughs> now I'm looking for space in his. Oh, Charlie. We are a marvelous people, I tell you. But God made us like that. Women, I'm not saying that we should also just... That's not what I'm saying. My friend, mind your business. <laughs> you see, that's the typical men. That's why they never hear what you say to them. When the Bible says something, it is because that's what you struggle over. So, for example, when it says, wives, submit to your husbands, because he knows that's what we'll struggle over. When he says, men, love your wives like Christ loved their children, he knows that's what you struggle over. Uh-huh. Many women don't really struggle to love, but we struggle to submit. Mm, for many. And many men, you struggle to love. Yeah. Struggle because you are very logical. So, how the illogical things, you just, 
So he gives it as an instruction. And here he says, listen, dwell with us according to knowledge so that our thinkings will not get you to a place where now when you pray, God doesn't hear you. Are you in the church? Are we going to pray with forgiveness? You see, God has brought us here again this month. So once again, I just want to say to all of you, you see some people here, you are carrying very weighty things. Are you there? So the difficulty in forgiveness is real. It's real. But when you see the consequences, you go back to God with it. Maybe I still think, I, I remember I told you I was preaching in one of the services and I went and opened a certain box. I was giving an example. And the way, the feeling, I suddenly realized what I thought I have, I'm done with. Sana, root B. A remnant is there. And I shared with you Let's go there again as we close. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. Because I need you to let go of things. Matthew 5, 44. There's an instruction here. And it says, I say to you, love your enemies. These are not your enemies. These are people you love who have wounded you in some way. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And I share to you with you that if you will begin with the praying... Every day when you wake up, pray for that person who offended you. Not about the issue. Pray for the person. Are you there? And as you do, the ability to love them and to wish them well will come. Do not worry about repaying the person. Hey, maybe next week I'll talk to you about the, the Lord's vengeance. When he is doing, I have had people that God has taken up that I have gone to beg God, I beg you. I beg you, I beg you. Yeah. Hey, when God is exacting his, you, you, just, you just wonder. You just wonder. Are, are you with me? So he wants you to leave it for him. He's telling you what you must do. Because sometimes when we speak about forgiveness, people think that we are saying what the person did was not a, a, a thing. It is a thing. But what I'm saying is don't let it now move and now take from you what you have not planned to give. Can you live if God does not hear your prayer? Can you go to heaven when your sins have piled up because since you didn't forgive, he also cannot forgive you? No. Say to yourself, no, no, no. I will not go to hell because of this person. I will leave it. I will leave it. And as you do, ah, God will pick it up, I tell you. God will pick it up. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. On this sober note, rise to your feet. <laughs> Rise to your feet and just pray. I want you to pray. And if you are here, like me, you are still struggling with a few forgiveness issues, just this morning, go before the Lord with it. Go before the Lord with it. Just this morning, just say, Lord, I I'm struggling with this one. I I'm still struggling. But I continue to pray for X. I continue to pray for your hand in their lives. I continue to pray for your mercy. I continue to pray for you that you will guide this person. Just lift it up because you want to be free from this. Just lift it up before the Lord. Because this week we're going to continue praying for the will of God. We're going to continue thanking God. But we are also going to deal with the things that we cannot forgive. Lift your voice and pray. Pray for just a few minutes this afternoon. Pray. Help me forgive that person. Lay my son do la bows, man dirianda la ba 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 ba. Ray my son do la ba 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 ba. No matter how difficult it is, Lord, man da 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 da. Help me, O Lord, man da la ba 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 ba
I pray for that person, Lord. As a way of letting go, men Whatever is left in my heart, O Lord. Whatever remnant, O Lord. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you that even for such as us, you listen to us. Jesus. Thank you for this month that we are praying and thank you for reminding us about so many things. Oh, thank you for reminding us of the power of thanksgiving. Oh, we are grateful, Lord. Okay. And thank you, Lord, that you have been good to us in the midst of so many things. We can still write down things you have done for us and we are grateful. And we give you all the praise and we ask also, Lord, those issues that are still issues for us, help us to forgive. Help us to let it go. Help us to let it go. Help us to be serious. Help us, Lord, to clear away anything from our, our lives that hinders our flow with you. That our sins will be forgiven and that, Lord, will have quick entrance into your presence. I thank you for your goodness, oh God. I give you all the praise and all the, 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 the honor. It is yours indeed in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon, but you've not given your life to Jesus, but you want to. That's the beginning of it. That's the beginning. You want to receive that forgiveness. That, that starts the whole thing. That forgiveness that makes your name be written in the book of life. That forgiveness that now gives you direct access to the Father. You are here. You are not sure your name is in that book. You are not sure of your fate at the end of this life. You are not sure that if Jesus were to come again, exactly what will happen to me? Where will I go? You are not sure. Please, don't hesitate one minute. Don't let this service close without you Praying the necessary prayer. You want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. It's just a prayer. It says what you believe in your heart. You're going to confess it with your mouth and be saved. Just lift up your hand. Just lift it up. Just lift it. We're going to pray together. Just lift it. Just lift it. If your hand is lifted, maybe I cannot see you. Just come to me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. It's just a simple prayer. And as we pray, you will find that God has taken you up. God has taken you up. We are grateful, oh God. We are grateful. Just come to me. You want to pray that prayer? Just come to me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. My dear, just come. God bless you. Your heart is beating so fast. It's an indication to you. Just come. It's an indication to you that the Lord is saying something must be rectified. Come, come and let's pray together. Come and let's pray together. Okay. Let's pray. Those of you standing here, pray after me. Those in the congregation, just help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for these young men. I pray that your grace will come upon their lives and that, Lord, they will truly be born again in every sense of the word and they will know you and that you will hear their prayer and answer them in Jesus' name, amen. With all of me, I want to praise you.
We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.